The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Welcome back to the Allie Colbert Show. I'm your host, Allie Colbert, and I keep telling myself I have COVID like the rest of the country. Every single person I know has COVID right now. I feel sick and I keep testing negative and then I keep saying that the test can't be right and retesting and I'm negative and I'm negative and I feel sick and I'm like, if I'm sick, I might as well just have COVID so that I could get the antibodies and get this over with. So that's where I'm at. I was actually away this weekend and I was testing negative every day, tested every day because I was at this leadership I don't even know if I want to call it a leadership program, but it's like about unlocking your potential. Woo woo, super LA. It's actually not in LA. But I did this leadership program called The Atlas Project. And it's been really fucking incredible. Uh, I feel like it's like my therapy on steroids. I've been in therapy for 10 years and this program has has felt like more than a decade of therapy in like two weekends. So I really like, if you are... <laughs> I feel like I've become such a missionary for this program, but I am just feeling so moved by it. And if you're in any sort of space where you're just, I mean, even if you're not working on, if you're working on your mental health, of course, but if you're just like, I want to like hack life and like do it better, uh, message me and I would love to tell you more about the program. So um, I've been a six sloth and I have been watching more of our favorite shows uh, started Search Party season five. I love Search Party. And uh, drinking chicken soup like it's water. Uh, it sounds disgusting. And I don't know, like taking baths and like sleeping so much that I don't know what day it is. So all of those things feel pretty good. I have a really great episode for you today that I recorded with TikTok star and famed lesbian news anchor, Miss Megan Mitchell. Um, and Megan and I discuss how she matched with my ex on a dating app. Uh, what the fuck? Megan's recent breakup. We talk about dating. Now that she's single, we talk about who pays on lesbian dates, which is like, I still kind of like want to know the answer to that. LOL. Masculinity and femininity in a same-sex relationship. First gay love, first gay breakup figuring out if we want children, which is a huge, huge part of my 2022 is getting super clear on my timeline for kids as it relates to my relationship with Julian, as you guys know. Um, and if you're just tuning in, my partner Julian is 35 and I'm 28 and bridging our timeline so that we can both um, create what we want to create. And um, we're going to do a whole episode about parenting and queer family planning, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and Megan and I also talk about her coming out story and, of course, her undercut. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you visit her TikTok, Megan Mitchell, I think it's four L's, that undercut has really been, <laughs> really been her claim to fame in like the best way. So enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for all of your amazing notes about 
the episodes this year with Lindsay and Raina and your comments. I really, really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do and, and give us five stars and, and leave a little note because it like makes me so happy. I really love these. I saw LAT 3908. Like you've seen me, I've seen Allie perform stand-up multiple times. Uh, she's so funny on the pod. She gives great insights. Zombie star called me effortlessly hilarious and in the same breath offers up genuine advice. Are you kidding me? Like, let's run away together. So whatever, they mean a lot to me. They fill me up with gratitude. So thanks, guys. And enjoy the episode. Tag me in your stories. God damn it. I work today, which is why I'm like, I've got the makeup on. It's it's a, you look totally like, natural. You don't do heavy makeup. Thank you. I mean, the worst thing for me is when people expect like news anchor. Right. And I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that today. Yeah. You're like, try Tony Hawk. Try Tony Hawk. Wait. So are you in Cincinnati right now? I'm in Cincinnati. Do you like it there? Or you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> you're because like, I didn't realize you okay. were Connecticut. I need to delve into this with you yeah. because what the heck? I know. Um, from Connecticut, yeah. from like the Danbury area. Yeah, I know. Are you so you're from Danbury? I like went to school in Dan. I went, I'm from Brookfield. Okay, I've heard of Brookfield. I'm from, like, I'm from Weston. Shut the f up. We played you in lacrosse. I didn't play we, lacrosse, but I'm sure you did. Yeah, I was like obsessed with lacrosse. Uh -huh. My aunt, who I was just over her house for Christmas. Yeah. Easton. Easton. Wow. Which is your, I feel like, counterpart. Along yeah, it's with, like I live on the west. I live kind of on the western eastern border. Oh my, that's, isn't that weird? It's, it's so weird. It's real. Just so you know, I'm recording. But if you're, if there's some. I love it. Okay. I don't, but I'm, I'm if there's something you are like, I obviously can't say that. Just tell me and I'll cut it out. I don't care about that. Okay, perfect. I love it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Connecticut. Wait. So where did you go to college? So I went to Emerson, which is actually like, I know people who know you. Uh, who so do you I, know? Who do you Allie. know? Well, okay. So I know a lot of people who work in late night who like one person, this is going back like years. We're talking like five or whatever years. Yeah. My friend knows your. Oh, okay. So my ex follows you on Instagram. Cause one time five years ago, you hooked up met, with her? You know what I mean? No. Like we just like match. I don't care. Forever. I don't I, care. I, I didn't care if people hooked up with her while I was in the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely don't care now. And then that's, that's because, just to say, if she, in case she listens to this, she is the the kindest, most loving person. We were not a fit. And I'm sure she's so on the same oh. page as that. But she is like rock star human. Like I have nothing bad to say about her. I love it. I yeah. we. Listen, we love our exes in some ways, in certain ways. Yeah, I'm like, I have nothing bad to say until I cut the recording. And then, um, so you match with her on an app? Yes, and then it was so funny because then I saw like a couple of my mutual friends because Emerson's kind of big in the comedy scene somewhat. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, not like huge, is, but we is. definitely have like a comedy major and whatever. And so I knew people who had worked in late night and I was like, oh, do you know? Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, like, she just dated this girl who's going to like be on Who's like famous and show. like incredible. <laughs> yeah. And so from there, I actually discovered you online. I was like, this girl's so funny. 
Wait, wait, wait. Go back to. Did you go on a date? Like, how did it? What no, was the conversation God, no. on, on the app? On like, so let's like clear th- some things up. Yeah. I would live in New York in mm. the summers of college, so mm. I went to school at Emerson, Boston, and then would like go to New York and do the NBC thing. Worked at Thirty Rock a few summers, and then mm-hmm. did Viacom. And so, like, I had like that's like my circle. My, yeah. Because yes. I was an and then, I, I was an NBC intern and I was a page. Wait, really? That did we overlap? That's, that's, How old are you? So I was always in the news division, right? Like, yeah, I hate, I, so, I, okay. I I love you. I cannot stand the news, and we can talk about it. No, I understand. Listen, yeah. we all get it here, but like, I respect you. you but you make me, the news. You make the news cool. That's the goal, right? Yeah, that's Just kidding. The I'm goal, a right? loser, but I the the attempt is that. I just make news that I would want to watch, right? Right, right. With that said, how old am I? 29. So I graduated college 2014. Mm -hmm. How old are you? 28. Love it. We might have overlapped at 30 Rock. Which is crazy. So I was there summer of 2011. I like got an internship my freshman year, which is cuckoo, but fun. Yeah, that's too early for me. Yeah. I was still breastfeeding 2011. (laughs) I... Totally get that. Yeah. Um, take it one step at a time. Yeah. I then came back fall of 2013. Fall of 2013. I... And that was weird because I was like commuting from Boston to New York halfway through the week. Oh, vomit. Okay. That's a lot. But I, I know people do it and look at you now. Hey. Look at I'm you now. Wait, but I need to go back to the thing with my ex. What was the conversation on the dating app? Pull it up. It, like, I'm sure it's saved to your phone. It was the mo- like... It was the most general of of chats. Hey, like, and also I was living in like probably North Dakota at the time or something. Mm, okay. For two years. Like that was my first out of college assignment. Right. I just would love if this, if this like started out with like a blow up fight where you're like, I've been messaging your ex and I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> it was, a, what if we, it was at the same time. We overlapped. But, you know, that's mm. like the most lesbian thing Overlap ever. at 30 Rock. Overlap with the girl. It's so lesbian. Every yeah. single lesbian I know has dated one of my girlfriends and is from my hometown and interned at 30 Rock. You're not a lesbian if you haven't interned at 30 Rock. I, I like can't express that enough. Everyone who steps foot in the building comes out gay. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the <laughs> coffee. It's, it's so true. Like, I, I mean... Look, obviously, there's some people that are not lesbians there, but they're strange. And they're not the norm. You stepped into 30 Rock like a month ago. I saw that you yes, were Yes, I, I returned. I returned. And my I first my first Tonight Show set, I was straight in the set. My second Tonight Show set, I'm a lesbian. Now, is that not like beautiful? Isn't that not beautiful? It's, it's the circle of life. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Wait, but you weren't a comedy major at Emerson, were you? No, no, I was broadcaster. I was doing exactly what I... You were BDJ. You bet. So I know you some bet. of the BDJ stuff because my like best friend from high school who I was like super like crazy in love with. Like, oh, I feel that. You know, she was like a broadcast... Yes. She was a broadcast journalism major. And she ultimately like broke my heart in like 20,000 million ways. So whenever I see like I n- news, I'm like, if you're on the news, like you're kind of heartless. And... And I just kind of like coat it with all of my trauma, which I hope you understand. Of course. Listen, you have to experience the trauma first. Did you have and like a... Wait, keep going. I'm cutting you off. Keep going. 
No, no, you have to experience the trauma, right? You have to go through the grief. You have to do all the steps and then you come out the other side. That was the only comment I had. But I'm glad I, I heard it. You needed to hear it. Did you have an initially traumatic lesbian love story? So this is crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because nothing ever happened, right? But it was just like a person that I was, I had such a big crush on her, right? She was a senior. I was a freshman. You know, like she went off to college. She hated college. I helped her get into a new college in the city. Yeah, and like, you did. You helped her with those applications. I Everything. Called the admissions office. I'm like, hey, hey, like, what about this girl? Yeah. I yeah. was cuckoo. With that said, didn't invite me to her wedding. Married a guy? Boo. Married a guy. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> like, boo. Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> like small boo for you not being invited. Huge yeah. boo for marrying a man. <laughs> That's really where it went down. So, you know, that didn't work out. Now, and I hope this doesn't give it away, my sister babysits for her and her kids. <laughs> wow. Turn of events. Hey, but, if you're watching this, to that girl. Did you, yeah, hey to that girl, but did you guys like have anything or was it all on your end? No. And I should mention, it was all in my, in my head, Jason Drillo. In you know my head, I think yep. you are a lesbian in my head. <laughs> that was it. And we played lacrosse. You know how that goes. So that didn't work out. But then I came out like sophomore year of college and, you know, came out to everyone. And at that point, it was like, I hadn't really dated any guys anyway. And I was just like mostly at a really gay college and just with lesbians. That, so everyone kind of, everyone but my parents ex- like were like, yeah, this makes sense. Right. I'm going to keep going way slower than you because I am like obsessed with the details of these stories. Let's so go. when you're young, very young, like 10 and younger, do you okay. have any awareness that you're gay? Like it's the hindsight thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was four, I was like, someone had said to me in preschool, like I remember the room I was in. Yeah. And someone was like, a girl can marry a girl and a guy could marry a guy. They clearly didn't know that that was illegal at the time. But I was like, what? Like, I had never heard that concept. And I thought to myself, well, why wouldn't I marry a girl? Like, who, who wouldn't, right? right? Right. Fast forward, like, cut off the Barbie's hair. My mom's like, why would you do that? I was a cl- like, a classic I wanted, move, by the way. Classic move. I was like, I wanted Kendall's knowing that that was, I knew that was wrong. But I said it because at that point, third grade, fourth grade, you know that there are some like societal norms some cultural expectations placed upon you. Fast forward in seventh grade, like cried two nights in seventh grade because like MySpace was a thing at the time. And there was a girl in my grade who came out as bi and I would like stop her MySpace. I wasn't even like interested in her, but I was more like fascinated by her. I, I like I I'm relating to so much of what you're saying. Um, Let's hear it. One is that, but you do have that news energy. (laughs) Oh, I'm so... No, enthusiasm. uh Enthusiasm. It's delightful. I need more enthusiasm in my life. So it's good. No, because we need the dry humor. You know what I mean? We need the like, yeah. I don't know why it is a gay rite of passage to cut a doll's hair. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gay rite of passage. If you don't have a Barbie doll or a baby doll, whatever it is, and want to to say to yourself, hi, maybe I can get a scissors and 
give this person a kind of like a, an undercut a la Megan Mitchell, then I'm not really sure what's going on with you. That is like truly the gayest form of childhood is giving your Barbie a haircut. It feels like you're testing out what could be, right? So you're kind of like, how far can I take this on a doll? How far can I take this on myself? How far, you know what I mean? Like, where's the limit? Yeah. The it, limit does not exist. It, it feels very liberating. <laughs> and for me, I similarly like had Ken dolls. But even more so, I had G.I. Joes. I had like 15 G.I. Joes. I took it to a new level. I had like 15 G.I. Joes and I was like obsessed with getting them to like hook up with my Barbies. But like, I I think I like very much wanted to like, the G.I. Joe to me like embodied everything I wanted to be. It was like masculine, sexy, like could fuck Barbie whenever he wanted. I was like, I am G.I. Joe. You know? We're talking about toxic masculine. I love it. But that's what, (laughs) It's it's true. We are. We live and we learn. But that's oh, yeah. what I was like. That's what I, seeing the men that got to be with women in my life as a child, that's what I was like desperately wanting to embody. Yes. Yes. And because I, you know what? Yeah. You knew nothing else. So like, I don't know how a woman is with another woman. So like, I'm going to copy this Ken doll. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Right. And I still am like unlearning some of this today because some of the stuff I looked up to with like the people that got to be with women is like toxic masculinity. And I still find it coming up in my relationship where I'm like, I want to pay for you and like tell you what you're going to cook me. But it's like, this this doesn't mean like, this isn't how I necessarily need to embody like power, but this is just like society. And like, it's like sexual to me now. It's like really fucked up. Okay. But you know what? That's where you like put it into comedy, right? Like I feel like comedians have a really big out when they're just like, it's for the comedy. Oh, totally. Totally. We do, which I, I, <laughs> yeah. and I felt like there were maybe three lesbian identifying girls in my high school, none okay. of which, none of whom were, were like considered popular, but I was just like obsessed with knowing where they were on like the social like radar. I was like, yes, what, how are they being accepted? Like, let's see if they burn them at the stake because if they don't, maybe <laughs> I'll give it a try being a witch. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's, you just articulated what I think I was doing when I was in like seven, and even, even into high school for sure. Right. So wait, what is, what is the moment for you then? Or maybe there's not one moment where you're like, okay, I'm most certainly gay. You identify as lesbian, right? Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I love, I mean, I know a lot of people like don't like the word lesbian. There's like a big hatred against it, especially on TikTok. Yeah. It's tough. It's a noun. Right. But like, I low key kind of love it because I'm like, ooh, I just like it. I, because I, I think I hated it so bad when I first came out, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like me okay. finally having this radical acceptance. And then, you know, I was like a women gender studies minor. Oh. And so I was like going through the process of me coming out while learning all of this stuff that made me accept and just like blow my mind. Anyway, tangent. Let's talk about what we were talking about, which was. Is, is this your I don't remember. We're talking about what is the moment either that you're saying to yourself, okay, I'm for sure gay or yeah. I need to come out. Right. So there was actually a moment. So I mentioned to you, it was my freshman to sophomore summer it was the first summer I had interned at 30 Rock and I was with Cameron Hall. And I remember it was like, there was a guy who was from college that was, in the city as well. And I didn't really know anyone else. 
And so we started hooking up, whatever. And then the, that same week, my best friend who was in LA for a summer. Pause. In and is the hooking up enjoyable? No. <laughs> because then, weird, weird enough, my best friend Pat came to the city and he was like, oh, we should go to Stonewall. It's this historic bar. So I'm 18. I snuck in. Mm-hmm. And I like hated the the previous um, thing that had happened the week before so much that I was like, I ha- already had the inkling because like my freshman year of college, I was like, I want to hook up with her and her. Like, why do I want to kiss her? You know what I mean? Yeah. Those thoughts. Yeah. And then finally I'm at Stonewall and this woman, Kathy, Kathy, if you're out there, like <laughs> you changed my life. I kind of sat next to her on the couch at Stonewall and I was like, what do I do if I think I'm gay? And she was like, let me tell you something, sweetie. <laughs> and it changed my life. What did she, she tell you? Her, she introduced me to her DJ girlfriend who was at Stonewall on the top floor. She was like, it's okay. Be yourself, whatever. And then I came out a week later. <laughs> I was like, bye. And then a few months later, I actually came out as like, gay. As you must. Like I came out as bi first, obviously. Oh yeah, of course. It's a sort of transitional. But look, no, not, I'm not saying bi erasure. Exactly. People are really bi, obviously, of course. For me, I felt that claiming bisexuality would be more palatable for those around me. So I, yes. I, I used that kind of not knowing anything else to claim. Yeah, I, that's how I felt. Yeah. And that's valid. That's a valid experience as well. Yeah. So you tell people, do you have any shame around this? Are you like nervous? Like what is the, who's the first person well, you tell? So I told my friend Pat, right? And okay. Pat like didn't believe me. He, I think his first thought which we made fun of to this day, it was something along the lines of, no wonder you wear attic colored clothing. Attic? And I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, like go on the top of the house. Yeah. Um, cobweb vibes, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. just the old lesbian. And so that was the first person I told, but he himself is gay. So he was like, okay, like, let's do it. Whatever. Like, this is great. And then everyone else was great except my parents classic because you know what I went to immaculate high school Mm, yeah you know I know Catholic school tough yes and so that was so they're just like super Catholic so I think for them it took like 10 years they will say a chill a chill 10 a chill decade just like a chill decade they tell me that it took like probably like three to four years even though even like six years in they still don't want me to post about it you know and I'm like, that's not, that's not it then. Right. That's brutal. It wasn't like the best, but my mom now like goes around with like rainbow clothing and is like, she got my brother and I proud gay mom candles. And my brother and I are both gay because he's oh, 10 years younger than me. Your brother is gay too. Big surprise. Not at all. Right. Came out two years ago. Wow. Um, so anyway, I have a proud gay mom candle and so does my brother. And that's incredible. Yeah. What went into the shift for her? So I think it was a few things. I mean, obviously marriage equality had passed in 2015, which I think was like an like inching towards acceptance. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I actually think me being out on like TikTok was the biggest thing, which has like been just about two years now. And that was weird because for years, I mean, their biggest concern because I'm like very career oriented was like, this is going to ruin your career, Megan. Like. Th- you know, 
we're, we're okay with you doing it, but we don't want you to like lose what you've worked for for so many years. Right. And like, I get that. But then when I was just like, like my dog drinking water, once it was just like so unabashedly myself. Yeah. And they realized that like, oh, wait, people are okay with this. And in fact, she's gained a following from this. They were like, wait, like it was a big sigh of relief for them because they saw that like my dreams weren't crushed. Yeah. And like, I could just be myself and also have a career. So the headline is lesbian TikTok made my parents love me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever knew that the Hey Mamas would be an acceptance point, but it is. But you know, you know what? I often hear stories where parents are so concerned about how the world will accept their child that they are the ones that end up sourcing the judgment. Could you put it any better? Right. Allie Colbert. Right. Brilliant. Am I saying your last name right, by the way? You are. I love it. Yeah. As a news anchor, I can't get the names wrong. I appreciate it. You know how that goes. Totally. I think that that's. Yeah, that's that had to that has to be hard. We're so were you in relationships in that time and like sharing them with them? Yeah, I mean, like probably a month into certain relationships, I would call them and be like, "I should let you know, like I do have a girlfriend. Her name is this or this uh-huh. or this." Uh huh. And they would be like, "Okay," and we just like wouldn't talk about it. So you couldn't. Your your girlfriends didn't meet your parents. No, it just so happens that we evaded that at every cost. Mm -hmm. For a decade. And for (laughs) about like eight years. And then last year, Mm -hmm. my ex-girlfriend did meet my parents. And how did that go? And Great. They loved her. Unfortunately, she is my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. But I think, one, it was a mutual breakup, which is, it was tough. And it was also good um, in the sense that like it wasn't you know one-sided but my parents also were like well aware okay this was this was a, something that was supposed to happen and right was this your most significant breakup as an adult like yeah. I had a college girlfriend that I we're like 52 re- we're like adults <laughs> in parentheses in quotation marks <laughs> like my girlfriend in college like my first really love. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really tough, right? Because that was like the first breakup that like I had ever really felt. And the girl that she left me for, she is married to. <laughs> so wow. It's just the way things end up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how long were you with your ex? So like a year and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Different places in your life or not the one? So we moved together. We moved in together. Mm. And it was like we couldn't. It was like. Couldn't integrate. It just started getting resentful, which I think is like the best way to put it. Because it was like most of the time we were like, why don't you do the dishes? It was like a lot of like little petty stuff. But I think the buildup of it made like the majority of our relationship towards the end not feel fun. Mm. I don't see you as petty at all. Okay. I mean, I appreciate that. I don't think I'm petty, but also maybe I was the not petty person. Maybe I was a person that wasn't doing the dishes. <laughs> right. Are, are you in therapy? I love therapy and it's helped me a lot throughout the last 10 years. I mean, it just, yeah. I it have sounds, two therapists. You have two? Well, one of them's like the One is for when you're bottoming and one is for when you're top. <laughs> 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 Listen, it just depends 
what energy I'm feeling in that moment. <laughs> right, right, um, right. So one of them's like my psychiatrist uh-huh. who Your drug gives me medication, of course. <laughs> and then the other one is like a weekly therapist that is covered by my insurance. So it's like much more. Got it. And are you, so what are you, are you looking for? Like, are you someone that wants to be married with kids? Like, yes, but I definitely am also someone who's like career is top priority just because like, that's, that's my priority. I'm the same way, but genuinely yeah. your thoughts on kids are, are what? I don't know yet. My thoughts on kids are like, I would love kids. Wow. Okay. This is a big Why? thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I'm, I'm asking everyone because this is a huge thing I'm going through. So my girlfriend is 35. Okay. So, you know, of course, 35 is not that old. But for whatever reason, because of our timelines, it is like truly like oh. dating a baby boomer. Like she, wa- <laughs> she wants to carry a baby now. She wishes she right. was breastfeeding yesterday. I feel that. I under- I get the timeline thing. Yeah. So that's a toughie. And I'm a career lesbian, ultimately. Yeah. At my core, that is who I am. I'm a lesbian who wants money. Like, I I want to fly private and I want to have a chef. Yep. That to me sounds maybe a little bit more rewarding than children. I understand that. And so, yeah. But I'll say this, but... Yeah, you go. My girlfriend is... I could not be more obsessed with this girl. I, I am confident that anyone who meets her would fall in love with her. She is. I love she, that. She is so intoxicating in every way, and I, I truly believe that. And and the I love that. the idea of her mothering a child with someone else is absolutely nauseating. Oh, I, yeah. I can't. I don't want her to go have a kid with like. And I know if she left me, she would be married to a guy named Tyler in two weeks. Okay, I, I understand that, and I don't because she she was like quote-unquote straight until she met me. I feel that. So thank you to the Academy. Um, But I will have to compromise this timeline. And that is a big part of my 2022 is figuring out what my timeline will be to both have a career that feels abundant and like expansive and amazing and have a relationship that is also like really rewarding and, and like moving in a direction. For sure. Here's what I will point you too. Let's hear. Not that. Okay. So I think about the news anchors yeah. that I love. Savannah Guthrie. Love Savannah. Hoda Kotby. Hoda. Jenna Wolf and Stephanie Gosk, a lesbian couple. Let's throw a lesbian couple into the mix. Mm-hmm. None of them had kids until their like early 40s. Yeah. Hoda didn't have kids until she was like over 50. I know. I remember that. And so... I will say, like, at least in my mind, because I'm like, oh, I want, I want to be them. You know what I mean? Like the, the, like you see yourself somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I am actually, Allie, freezing my eggs this year. Oh my God. Snaps for you. That's amazing. That I, I have that on my list as well. And I'm a little bit intimidated by the process. I don't know how it starts, but I have my first appointment with like one of the best doctors in Cincinnati for it in February. Wow. And I wonder how much of that is covered by insurance. So I am doing it because my company does cover a lot of it, like a significant, significant portion. I know, I don't know if you're employed by NBC, but I do know NBC covers it because Maura Bennett 
who's an NBC reporter is also doing it. I am super not employed by NBC. Cool. But that's amazing. And when I hear that companies yeah. are doing that, I'm just like, that, oh God, I feel like women deserve like that opportunity so, so badly. Yeah, because it helps their company, right? I mean, they're getting an employee who's right. going to be working. Yeah. Right. Totally. It totally does. So wait, I want to ask you like dating questions, but... Okay, well, let's see what we can... Let's see what we can answer here. Okay, so how long has it been since the breakup? Okay, breakup, mm-hmm. like first week in November. This is fresh, honey. It's so fresh. And are you in so pain fresh. right now? Say that one Are you in pain right now? So I think because we lived together and because it was just so obvious it wasn't going to work out for like like this roller coaster of time, mm-hmm. it made the breakup feel less draggy Ani, if that makes sense. Like I, we were like, we are both aware this isn't going to work out no matter what. We're both aware that we're not going to go back to each other because we know we don't work for each other. Mm-hmm. And so it was somewhat easy to at least move on. Mm-hmm. But I think with my two therapists, my wonderful two therapists, I'm trying to think about the ways in which I idealized because I'm a big idealizer of fantasy. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, I'm like, wow, this could be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I have to cut myself off there because then I will like ignore red flags, ignore yellow flags that might need to be worked out down the road. You know what I mean? What would be a yellow flag for you? So... Let's talk about cleaning for a second, right? Like yeah. I am someone seems to who... be a huge issue in your last relationship. <laughs> it totally <laughs> fell apart over you being a slob. Here's the thing. I'm looking I, at that I, candle I, and you look clean. Look at it. It's so clean. You turn the camera was... on, it's like a tornado. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but I'm a Monet painting. I appear from far away to be put together. You come a little closer. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Did you come up with that? I have heard it before. Oh, fuck. God damn it. You should have just said yes. It was clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. So yellow yeah. flag is cleaning to you. You know what? It's it's more just like I don't want felt like I was doing clean. enough. <laughs> like how big of a slob can I be with someone tolerating it? Right. The real goal. No, it's like, I, and also let me talk about this. I prioritize work so heavily, mm-hmm. whereas I think, someone else might prioritize like hanging out with friends. So like if I was like, hey, I have to go speak at like a conference or I have to go, you know, do something like one of my priorities that I have like out in the community or like online or whatever, there would be a discrepancy like, well, you said you would go do this thing. And I'm like, but I've had this Mm -hmm. like on my calendar for a long time. Well, why don't you tell? And it's just like, work will be my priority because like that's, that's who I am. So the relationship, you're you're essentially saying the relationship won't be your priority. I think that meeting friends at a Renaissance festival is great, but I will need to go to the drag queen festival downtown and do a talk there first and be late to the Renaissance fair. There's okay, so yeah, there's a lot of festivals and fairs in Cincinnati. I've like not even heard of one of those things <laughs> happening in like a coastal city in like a really long time. The Renaissance Festival? We get- is this the stuff? This yeah, is stuff that like this is stuff that landlocked lesbians go through. I mean, you wear the ears. It was crazy, quite honestly. <laughs> it was crazy. All right, we're gonna throw up a pic of that. What's your type? <sighs> the craziest thing that people have said to me is that they'll look at my exes and be like, 
what is your type? Yeah. I, I think I don't like anyone who's more feminine than me. So I am like mostly femme. I like a little mask clothing, you know, situation, mm-hmm. but I, I think I just need someone who's like funny, has a little spice to them. So like can give it back to me when I need to like, I need a humble, I need to sit down, mm-hmm. which I you want someone to like lot. whip you and put you in your place. I love it. And I'm like, put me in my place. You're like, I want to be like put in my place, but also like, please let me like do my work. You're a tough yeah. one. I'm like getting a lot of mixed feedback. You're tough. I can, I, this is, this is a struggle. You're like, I'm asking for a lot. You're like, put me in my place while I like prioritize things other than you. So you're going to like go, <laughs> go, you're going to like go for the career stuff, but you want like a daddy to whip you into like domesticity or so, something along those lines is happening. Ooh, yeah. All of this sounds great actually. But yeah. that's interesting. Do you, do you feel like, this is a question I get all the time, which is like, it's such a straight question, but I still play around with it in my head of like, embodying like masculinity or femininity and like you said you don't want to date someone who's more feminine than you you feel you are like very the whole thing of your tiktok is kind of this question of like being femme presenting but also like having masculinity that feels like queer and all of these things what do you how do you identify in terms of that stuff i think it's the weirdest thing is i don't even know like i don't like high femme so like Unless I have to wear like a dress, like sometimes I wear them from work for work, but like I wear them because they're like an easy throw on in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel 10 I like times cooler when I'm in a suit. Yeah. Like when I go out, like I wear nothing with like a nothing. frill or like nothing. I just like, and I, and I remember like looking back at pictures of myself when I was like sixth grade and before and it was always more like tomboy mm-hmm. But then in like seventh and eighth grade, I was like, I'm going to be cool, you know, and wear like Abercrombie and bitch, like girl section, whatever. I just feel like I embody more of like this tomboy style, but like, obviously my energy is very thing presenting. So mm-hmm. mixed mm-hmm. bag. I feel similarly about myself because I feel I am femme presenting, but then in relationship, I usually feel like I... I feel more satisfied when I'm like able to like embody masculine qualities. Yes. I, I don't know I, why I don't that is, that. but it's something for me to talk to one of my two therapists about. <laughs> Honestly, you, yeah. I see that for you and I love it. Thank you. Do you watch the morning show by the way? I should. I should, especially since I listen, like Apple had reached out to me about like doing TikToks for them. I can't because of as a journalist, I'm not allowed to take brand deals, but I will just say like, it's just, I turned down thing after thing. Mm. And they were like, Oh, do you want to do this morning show bit with us? Whatever. Couldn't do it. Your commitment to the news is then quite strong. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's weird because like, especially within the last year and a half, it's been like me seeing like numbers that could be that I have to turn down. And like, I understand the the point of it is that like, I can't be unbiased mm-hmm. as a journalist if I'm taking money from a company. Right. Yeah. I get um, that. Do you ever think about yeah. like going totally down this like influencer lesbian rabbit hole and just like raking in dough? So that's 
the tough part, right? Because in my mind, I'm like trying to think of like an influencer that's strictly an influencer that's been at it for like 10 years successfully. And I'm like, Shane Dawson is gone. Like Jeffrey Star is gone. Like all these people had like Colleen Ballinger. I think she's like, you know, Miranda Sings, like she's done well, but like, it's so rare because I think the reason I have to like recognize that the reason why I have a following is because people are like, she's a news anchor and she's doing that. So like if without the news anchor thing, do they even care? You know what I mean? Right. I get that. So like, and I'm sure, I'm sure they would care, but like not to the extent that it's gaining traction right now. And like, I am not in any way willing to sacrifice like a career for like quick influencer money. Uh, I I would agree with that wholeheartedly, but it is interesting the amount of like quick hits of like cash and like dopamine you could get from social media. I I cry every day. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like, it's really a lot. What's your, how many milligrams of Lexapro are you on? I'm joking. Um, 15. 10. (laughs) Me, I'm 15. Wait, I was on 15. I honestly... I was on 15. I lowered it myself for the wow. last three months. I mean, with the help of my psychiatrist. Totally. Congratulations on that. Thanks. That's amazing. How many milligrams are you on? I'm on 15, but I I would I like to lower it. And I'm sure I will. Um, uh, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get yeah. there at some point this year. Wait, I just had one. Oh, this is my like wrap up question. I don't know where the time went. Okay. Honestly, I feel like we just started. And trust me, I don't say that to everyone. Are you? Well, let's connect after. We're yeah. gonna, we're, obviously. Um, yeah. Are people trying to date you through TikTok now? <laughs> okay. Are you getting yes. fan pussy? The thing is, is like sometimes I can't ignore it because like they'll tag me in a video where they're like, please fuck me. Megan Mitchell, I Think sent her a me. DM and she won't text me back. So I'm, I'm making you this TikTok video. please. And I'm like, I'm not in a place right now, you guys. Have you gone on a date with a fan? No, but that I will say, so I was dating my ex mm-hmm. for like the first year and a half of my TikTok experience. Mm-hmm. And in the last few months, I have not gone on a date with a fan because there's been a big spike in COVID. Mm-hmm. But you plan on you know, once Omicron settles, you're going to get that fan. Once Omicron settles, I'm going to be going on fan date after fan date. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to just like, if you have like such a big following, it would be a shame not to. As a, as a queer person, I just feel like we need that representation of like a famous queer person dating their fans. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? Haley Bieber was a fan of Justin. I know. Also, where's your also Justin? She's out there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, have you ever dated a fan? Have I ever dated a fan? Okay, so have I dated a fan? No, I have not dated a fan. Fans have tried to date me. The closest, the closest that that I've come to dating a fan is that I will use my stand-up as a vehicle to get laid. Okay. 100%. I love that. Like bringing people to my shows or like, like my girlfriend now, we met because I performed at an event she was hosting and she okay. saw me perform. So that was definitely a part of the appeal. And then she followed me on Instagram and she like liked my Instagram personality. Sure. But it's definitely a good card to play. I mean, not to like exploit it, but like, it's like, well, if you have this thing going on that is like a vehicle for like your personality and like your career, how do you for not sure. like show it? I don't know. No, no, I totally get that. Yeah. But sometimes I think if I didn't do stand up, it would be way harder for me to get like dates. I, but I think 
the connection, at least for me, is that like, oh, this person's super passionate about what they're doing. They're clearly funny. So you've got that in one. Right. And so like, those are two of the like checkoffs in a lot of people's boxes, right? Right. So when you're going on a date, you don't want to date someone that's more feminine than you for the most part. Are you looking for someone to like wine and dine you? I think it has to be mutual because like, to be honest, there's also like this part of me that's like a little bit scared of like how are the power dynamics going to work out? Like mm-hmm. if they have been watching me forever and I don't know much about them, you know what I mean? So like, I feel like there's like some power dynamics going on and uh-huh. I would rather it be like an equal. So do you split on the first date? Moment. Yeah. You do? Unless someone like very clearly has asked the other person out, then yeah. And is that historically what well, has happened for you? Well, I feel like, so let's just say two people are unhinged. Maybe I'm one of them. One and of them is my ex. We're talking. <laughs> you never know. If it's like we're both talking, we're both clearly mutually interested, like that makes sense to me to have it like split. Mm-hmm. If we're both like, this is something that both of us partook in. But if it was like a very clear one person was like, I will take you out of here in into a restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then I feel like it's a lot more like pay for me. That's so, because I've never had that experience dating women where it's split. Fascinating. I always pay. Allie, I feel like this is a you problem. I guess it is. <laughs> no, you're right. I think we're really like landing on something. Like why Wait. am I like putting, no, I'm like really uncovering something right now for real. Like, I don't know why I'm doing that. Like, I really do put this, but like for me, there's something like so sexy about it. Okay. Then as long as I feel like you are like about that life, then like stay, but it's stay like, in that. It's like sexy until like I have to pay rent. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like the first few dinners. Sorry, then... the girl last week, three, four. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, few dinners, a movie, amazing. Like a condo, like we should probably slow down. It's like I'm masculine on dates and then in relationship, I'm like feminine. I'm like, hold me. I'm like buying sushi and then like, we're like, we should move in together. I'm like, we should really evaluate, reevaluate the gender norms in this relationship because I feel like it's time for you to embody some masculine qualities. Maybe I should be on your health insurance. Like, So this is about luring people in. Well, it's interesting. It's so you think I'm luring people in with money. I'm with not getting offended. Just call it what it is. Listen, you use your masculinity to lure people in, Allie Colbert. I think it's just like I think it's <laughs> and like, you're like just kidding. I know. It's like I like it's like a bait and okay. switch. I like buy them everything and then I'm like, I'm a femme. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. That is it's a hilarious concept. It's really funny. I'm really no I mean, but I just like like I think I like if there's like a really, and I'm into super feminine girls. Yeah. And if I, I just like the idea of just like having like, it's so funny because I'm like so tiny and like am feminine presenting, but I just like in my head, I said this to my girlfriend the other day, in my head, I'm like Brad Pitt. And I like, (laughs) (laughs) I like see girls and I'm like, yeah, that's going to be my boo thing. And then I'm like, let daddy take you to dinner. And then we're in a relationship and I'm like, can you cover me, please? (laughs) Honestly, I'm obsessed with this entire concept. I mean, they always say that comedians like recognize social, social norms, right? Like they understand like cultural norms. That's why they're able to to be witty and whatever. 
you have understood it and you have actually used it to your advantage monetarily and relationship wise to get what you want. I see that. It doesn't. <laughs> and be funny. It's just authentic. You know, it's authentic for me, just like going Dutch is authentic for you. I love it. I love it. Megan Mitchell. An- what are you? You're an anchor, Hi. aren't you? Mm-hmm. Not, you're not a reporter. You're an anchor. I'm, I do both. You do both. I used to think anchors were like actors and like reporters got the stories and then gave it to the anchors. That's not it's it. A, it's a lot. No, that's not it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Another time. Much time, but no, Another, you're wrong. I, I don't know what an anchor is. Another time. Thank you for coming on the pod. Where Thanks, can people Allie. follow you? I mostly post relatable content on my Instagram and TikTok, which is Megan.Mitchell with four L's at the end. Yeah. What was if you want to know a little bit more about Cincinnati news, Cincinnati news, you can follow me at Megan one Mitchell on Twitter. Uh, flash us your undercut. Allie, I have some big news that we've been saving so that people can watch this entire podcast. I'm growing it out. Oh my God. You guys, the time has come. <laughs> we really saved that for the end. I felt like I just asked Literally, you for a nude at the end have, of the episode. I feel like a different person. Okay. But it's time. Thank you for showing us that. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. 